0: are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're talking about the creative power of God and how to activate it in our lives, how to use it to bring forth a manifestation of what God's promised. Now, we're not talking about using it to gain something that God doesn't want you to have. That's not what we're talking about at all. Now, many people think that's what you do. When you confess the promises of God, you're trying to get something that God doesn't want you to have. Why would God promise you something and then not want you to have? How could it be wrong to believe God and confess what God said in His Word about His promises and the manifestation of those in your life? How could that be wrong when God promised it to you? We need to learn to confess victory in the face of apparent defeat, confess abundance in the face of lack, and to learn to do what God's Word says to do, to proclaim what God said. I remember in 1973, I was in Hickory, North Carolina, and the Lord spoke something to me when I was teaching on Mark 11:23 that you can have what you say. If you believe, doubt not in your heart. Believe what you say will come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now see, there's more to it than just saying that. It won't work just because you say it. But saying it is involved in working it. Can you see that? See, a lot of people get a formula, but they never get the principle behind it. Well, I'll just say it. Well, it won't work just because you say it, but yet the saying it is involved in working it. So don't release all your faith in just the saying it. You've got to develop yourself in it. Now, that's why I'm hitting so hard on speaking the things desired instead of what you don't want to happen. Speak what the Word promised you. Speak it. Now, I was teaching on this, and the Lord said to me right in my spirit, and I've never forgotten it. He said, I've told my people they can have what they say. Of course, if they believe and doubt not in their heart and believe what they say will come to pass. He said, I've told them they can have what they say, but he said, the problem is my people are saying what they have. I just want to let that hang there a little bit. And then I'm going to say it again. (laughs) He said, I told them they could have what they said. But he said, the problem is they're saying what they have. When you say what you have, you have what you say because you have what you say when you say what you have. (laughs) Now see, that's like having something and ordering the very same thing again. That's like a farmer having trouble with Johnson grass and planting Johnson grass and wondering why he's getting more Johnson grass. I just don't understand why this Johnson grass keeps coming up. Well, what are you planting? Well, I'm planting Johnson grass. Well, what do you expect? So when you say what you have, you have what you say because you have what you say when you say what you have. But you see, Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, the mountain of adversity, it may be a physical problem, it may be a financial problem, it may be a social problem, it may be a marriage problem, say to the mountain, Be removed. Be cast into the sea. You'll not hinder me any longer. I'm telling you now. You're defeated. You're gone. Disappear in the name of Jesus. Somebody said, how could you say that when it's still there? That's all the more reason to say it. Why would you want to tell a mountain to be removed when it was gone? The only time you want to speak to it, the only time it would be necessary, let's say it that way, the only time it would be necessary to speak to the mountain is when it's there. It would be no need to talk to it when it's gone. So how in the world would you ever get anything from the principle of Mark eleven twenty-three 23, if you didn't say it before it came to pass? Whosoever shall say, believe, doubt not in his heart, and believe that those things, those things, those things which he saith, not just what he said to the mountain. See, now that's where we missed it, right there. Somebody said, well, I'm just believing what I'm saying about this certain thing going to come to pass. Well, did you believe what you said about your grandmother going to come to pass? When they called and said, your grandmother's sick, she's probably going to die this time for sure. Yeah, she probably will, I guess. She nearly died last time. See, do you release faith in everything you say? Who wasn't it cold today when it was 99 degrees? Did you release faith in that? See, you can't just decide, I'm going to turn this thing on and off when I want to. So I'm just going to talk all this foolishness about the cat and the dog. Who isn't that a big dog when it's a little bitty one? Boy, isn't that a wild cat when the thing just lays there and sleeps all day? See, perverse speech. Speaking the opposite of what you mean. You know what it does? It destroys your ability to release faith in your words. Now, see, I'm talking about something that's practical. And this is why that many people can't figure out why it is that they can't get this to work over here. Check up on what you've been saying over here. Because you just don't turn the word of faith on and off. You either learn to release faith in every word you speak, or you release fear and doubt in words, or you don't release anything. But most of the time, you're going to release either fear or faith, one of the two. So it's a matter of doing what the Word says to do and acting on the Word of God. The Apostle Paul says it this way, that faith cometh by hearing. Now, Romans, the 10th chapter, you know that this is the great chapter on the Word of faith. And Paul says, in verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, that is a truth and not the truth. Now listen to what I'm saying. There is not just one way you can get faith, but it seems to be that's what Paul said, but that was not what he said. He said faith in God, and now he's talking about in God and His Word comes by hearing the Word of God. See, he's not talking about faith, that the only way that anybody could ever get any faith is by hearing what God said. Because you could have faith in me by hearing what I said. If what I said was true, every time you heard me say it, you found out it's true, you say, you can have faith in what that old boy said. See, you can have faith in what the guy tells you about your car, if you know he's a good mechanic. He says, I can fix the car, you can have faith in him. So that didn't have a thing to do with the Word of God, did it? So what Paul is trying to get over to us in the 10th chapter of Romans is that faith in God and His Word comes by hearing the Word of God. Now see, that's a truth. That's not the whole complete truth. A more correct way to give you the whole truth is that faith cometh by hearing, faith cometh by hearing. More specifically, to be more specific about it, faith cometh by hearing yourself speak and say. Whatever it is, whether it's God's Word or the words of the devil, faith will come. If faith in God comes by hearing the Word of God, faith will come in the devil by hearing the words of the devil. Can you see that? Faith cometh by hearing. Now that's why we've got so many Christians that are so mixed up about the faith and confession message is that they speak doubt and unbelief in the things that the devil says. I've had so many Christians say to me, Brother Caps, you know what the devil told me. And all they just tune up and bawl. I said, well, rejoice. Well, am I going to rejoice? I said, the devil's a liar. If he said it, you know it's not true. Now, Why in the world would we want to listen and quote what the devil said? Now, some of these same people just don't understand why you're always saying what God said. Faith cometh by hearing. The more you quote the devil, the more you say what the devil said, the more faith you'll have in the devil to make you sick, steal your finances, and keep you down. The more you speak what God said and his promises, the more faith you'll have in God to deliver you and set you free and heal your body. You can't walk in health and talk sickness and disease. It's an impossibility. It can't be done for very long. Sickness will fasten its ugly claws upon you. But if you talk God's Word and speak God's Word, faith will come in that. Now, you take the Scripture there in Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen faith is the substance of things what things is faith the substance of faith is the substance of things that god has already given us god's already given us some things second peter chapter 1 tells you about it god has given unto us or the implication there that it is god didn't say the word god but he hath given unto us all things and many things all things that pertain to life and godliness He's already done it. He's not going to one of these days. God's already done it. They already belong to us. If God has given them, they belong to us, don't they? So faith is a substance of the things that God's already given to us. Faith is the substance of things desired. Now, that being true, if faith is a substance of the thing that you desire, then there's an opposite to that or a reciprocal to that truth, and that is that fear, being an opposite of faith, fear is... The substance of things not desired. The same as faith is the substance of the thing desired. So if hearing the word of God brings faith, hearing the word of the devil brings fear, fear is faith in the devil. Faith in reverse, see? When you fear the thing, the devil says, that's faith in the devil. Can you see that? So what we need to do is understand that God's power, His creative power, is in His Word to work for us. It'll work for you if... You're diligent to apply the spiritual law that's there. God's word, spiritual law. There's some laws involved here. And when you'll abide by them and do what the Word says, you'll get the results that the Word said you could have. But now if we don't do what the Word says, then we can't expect to get the results the Word said we could have. The Apostle Paul said it this way. In the 10th chapter of Romans there, verse 6, he said, "...the righteousness which is of faith says..." See, righteousness speaks. And it says, Say not, Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what saith it? The righteousness which is of faith says the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and then in your heart. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, let me remind you that all of this week, our offer is CD offer number seventy four thirteen four CDs for twenty nine dollars plus five dollars postage and handling. It's entitled Why Confession Works Did you know that the confession of God's Word will work for you? I mean God's Word has not lost any of its power. It's just as powerful as it was the day that God spoke it. But the Lord said to me one time, He said, My word has not lost any of its power. But He said, My people won't voice what I said. They won't give voice to My word. When you give voice to the Word of God by confessing the Word of God, that means saying the same thing that God said, you're really hearing the audible voice of God. When you speak what God said, you're giving God's word voice. It may be the only audible voice of God you'll ever hear. Confessing what God said about you, the promises of God. For instance, 2 Peter chapter 1 says, "God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that's called us to glory and virtue." And here's the way he did it. By this means, through the exceeding great and precious promises, that you might be partakers of a divine nature. Now, the promises of God have already gone into effect. When Jesus died, he set the new covenant into effect. You don't have to wait till you die to get in on these promises of God. Now, there are some things you won't enter into the afterlife, but you understand the promises of God, what God has given in His Word is already yours, the same way that the promised land was Israel's when God gave it to them, but they never did possess it till 40 years later. That's offer number 7413, Why Confession Works. It's four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $34. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.